It is the week of Christmas. Parents, you have five days. No pressure. The 20th day of December now, 2021. Welcome to the Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu Peters. God bless the Freedom of Information Act. It's one of the only ways that we have to get anything honest out of our government. Obviously, our government would never pass a law like the Freedom of Information Act today, but fortunately, Congress is also too paralyzed to ever repeal it. But thanks to the Freedom of Information Act, we have some hope of getting some honest data about coronavirus cases and vaccines from our government. But rest assured, they will kick and scream as much as possible before forking any of that over. Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency is a professional organization of scientists and doctors. They recently filed a Freedom of Information Act request for the data used by the Food and Drug Administration to justify authorizing the COVID-19 shots being falsely referred to as vaccines. Now, the Freedom of Information Act requires federal agencies to reply to requests within 20 days, though they can take longer if it actually takes that long to find and assemble the requested data. Well, last month, the FDA responded to that group's request. They said that it would take them 55 years to meet their request for information. Yeah, you heard that right. 55 years. Now, the FDA apparently could decide to approve these vaccines for emergency use in a matter of weeks last year, but can't produce the same information for others any earlier than 2076. Let's put that figure into perspective. 55 years in the other direction is 1966. It's before the moon landing. It's the early years of the Vietnam War. It's only one year after Medicare started. The years since 1966 have seen every single Super Bowl ever played. They contain the entirety of the personal computer revolution. That's how much time the FDA claims it needs to compile some documents requested by concerned citizens about the so-called approval process of a so-called vaccine that's barely a year old. Barely a year old, but yet already, according to the CDC's own Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, has already caused over 20,000 deaths, and we know those deaths to be only less than 1% of actual vaccine injuries, according to a Harvard study. The FDA's excuse is that the request would require producing 329,000 pages of documents and that all of these documents have to be redacted to remove business and trade secrets for Pfizer and BioNTech. Huh, what a remarkably useful excuse to have. The incredible thing, by the way, is that this FOIA request was filed by supporters of the vaccines. They're professors at universities like Harvard and Yale who argue that full transparency would make the public more likely to get vaccinated. Yet, fascinatingly, the same FDA that rushed through approval of these shots isn't eager to play along in the transparency game. God bless Dr. Jane Ruby, who's all over this, and she joins us now. Dr. Jane, thank you for being here. Yeah, Stu, the shocking part of this story, I mean, we know there are injuries, right, and deaths. The shocking part is that they knew And they knew early, Pfizer knew, the FDA knew. The documents were obtained, as you said, by a group of doctors, journalists, and professors that call themselves public health 
and medical professionals for transparency. And they filed this, this FOIA. What do we see in them? I, I looked through the entire document. Um, the most shocking parts of it were that as early as February of this year, this year alone, when Pfizer's shot was being rolled out worldwide on an emergency basis in the first three months, they knew before this rollout uh, that they had already compiled uh, over 42,000 reports and, and that, that entailed 160,000 injuries, Stu. Let's take a closer look. There were 1,223 deaths between, in people between the ages of 31 and 50. There were over 25,000 nervous system injuries, 17,000 musculoskeletal injuries, thousands of heart attacks and strokes, 14,000 14, GI, 270 babies lost their lives in miscarriages. Sue, remember I said five beagle dogs died in the Selexa animal studies 25, 30 years ago? We have, we have, we have 270 babies that died. 1,223 adults died. And this thing rolled out after February. They knew. The shocking part is they knew. They knew as early as February 21st or 2021, and they rolled it out anyway, Stu. And let me add something else to this. Pfizer is now saying, well, listen, these are self-reported injuries. You know, doctors, patients, their families, we can't be held responsible for that. Well, guess what? You broke your own blind and you failed to conduct safety studies after you broke. When they broke the blind, Stu, that means that the placebo control went away. And, and all we could possibly be left with in a study is self-reporting and voluntary reporting. And here's another uh, uh, revelation from these materials. They, they, they have a lot of missing data, but we knew that, right? Because no part of the study looked at people who were pregnant, what, pregnant women, breastfeeding women, people under 12 years of age, uh, and effectiveness was not studied. I've raised this before, but it's very important to remember. This study was not done to look at efficacy against a placebo, which means that they cannot claim that they prevent the flu. But yet, yet they are claiming that they have efficacy to prevent catching it, transmitting it, and going to the hospital for it. And in fact, the other egregious part is that the FDA actually challenged this FOIA in court, as you said, because they told the court it needed till 2096 to disclose what they claim is over 400,000 uh, pages. And even the CEO of Pfizer will be dead by then if he dies of natural causes. And I wanted to add one other thing to your attention. Speaking of Albert Bulos, the CEO of Pfizer, he has now come out and said, after saying, by the way, that the, that the initial shots were 95% effective, oh, now we have a little waning, but we're going to do a booster. He has now come out, Stu, in the last few days or so, and said that we're going to need a fourth booster to get through the winter, but that booster really won't touch Omicron. But don't be afraid. Have no fear. Pfizer has an Omicron-specific booster or slash vaccine in the works and ready to be launched just in time for your six month booster, March of 2022. In uh, and six by the months, way, five shots. Go ahead. I, I, just, I, just can't, yeah, I cannot I believe this. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of insanity, Stu. I get it. And you know what else? Still Pfizer employees I'm hearing uh, have not been mandated to take this, but Stu, they knew, they knew early and they went ahead with this. They don't care. 
So they, don't they actively tried to suppress and are still trying because they're saying that it's going to take, you know, 100 years to get this thing done. Uh, 160,000 is what you're saying the number is. 160,000 bioweapon injuries. injuries were hidden intentionally, covered up, kept in secret, uh, behind the big curtain, away from public purview, uh, 160,000 injuries. And see, this is the thing. We talk about this vaccine adverse events reporting system, and they talk about it being less than reliable because people fill it out for themselves. Well, first of all, it's very difficult to do it. I have tried to navigate my way around that thing just to peek around and look at how easy or difficult it is for somebody to report these injuries. Because in my telegram, I have seen people say, look, my daughter is vaccine injured and I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. I was going to try to help them out if I could. It's difficult to do. And number two, it's a federal offense. It's a felony to falsify information in that vaccine adverse events reporting system. Is that right? That is absolutely correct, Stu. Uh, you, you, and it is, and, and look, we have 20,000 deaths, and that's with the CDC messing with the numbers, throttling them off, uh, and they have to approve every single one of them for it to become an official part of the record. Stu, I want to leave everybody with this question. Where is Congress? You don't have an excuse anymore. You're sitting on your hands, both sides of the aisle. You're all guilty. You're all complicit. You've had more than enough time and more than enough evidence and information. Where is the Congress? Yeah. Manchin, uh, Joe Manchin, the senator, the traitor to our country, had enough testicular fortitude. He had the balls to shut down this over-excessive Build Back Better and made it Build Back Never. He took a stand where yes. are the rest of our senators and Congress people as our kids are being subjected to a bioweapon that in just 10 months has killed three times as many people as every previously approved vaccine combined? All of them. Did you hear what I said? If you're an elected representative, if you're a public servant, you have been put on notice with an affidavit provided by Dr. Jane Ruby, with exhibits of evidence provided by Karen Kingston, a biotech analyst, as well as exhibits that support yep. her evidentiary claims, that these, you, you now have been put on notice. You have no more plausible deniability and any furtherance to continue this process or not use your office as a servant elected by the people to stop this makes you complicit in a conspiracy to commit murder. I hope you understand that. Uh, I'm out of time. Perfect I got to get going here. But Dr. Jane Ruby, thank you so much for bringing this to the light. And we admire the way that since the very beginning of this thing, as a person who was semi partially retired, moved to Florida to kick her feet up and enjoy the rest of her life there with no stress, no anxiety. Boy, you have thrown yourself right in the middle of all of this. And we are really blessed to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Stu.